You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We welcome Maya Williams, who is actually a contributor here at Black Girl Nerds. She is a guest this week. Maya Williams is a religious, black, multiracial, non-binary suicide survivor who is currently the seventh poet laureate of Portland, Maine. Maya's debut poetry collection, Judas and Suicide, was selected as a finalist for the New England Book Award in July 2023 and is available via Game Over Books. They've contributed essays to venues such as Black Girl Nerds, Stylist, The Daily Beast, LGBTQ Nation, Honey Literary, The Rumpus, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring our own Maya Williams. Welcome to the Black Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And today, you guys, we're going to talk a little love and poetry. But don't worry, not me, not me, because I don't know when the last time I sat down to write any kind of poetry. Even read it, right? Like, it's just. I would love to read what you've written, though. What? If you ever try, you know I would love to read it. I don't know. I'm going to have to try it now because I'm so inspired. You hear my guest right now. I am joined by Maya Williams, who is currently the seventh poet laureate in um, Portland, Maryland. Portland, Maryland, Portland, Maine. Let me get it right. Portland, Maine. Poet Laureate of Portland, Portland Maine. Maine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're talking Maya's second poetry collection, you guys. Second poetry collection. I just need to write one. But it's entitled Refused a Second Date. And I am so excited. Maya, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for making the time. Yeah. Oh, anytime, anytime. Especially when you get me and sit down and read. Because, you know, I live in a good audio book, you know, good podcast world. So anytime you get me sit down and do this, this is cool. But I want to take, I want to go back to the beginning. Because mm-hmm. you graduated with a bachelor's in social work, bachelor's in English. And then you went back and got your master's in both the fields. So tell yeah. us, like, what is the process? I mean, we can we can kind of visualize where you're going with this with English, right? But what was the process from going to that world to saying, okay, now I'm a poet. You know, this okay. is what I'm going to take serious and really dive into. This is a really good question. So I've so I've grown up with poetry ever since I was a kid, um, and I have been I have been performing spoken word poetry since like late high school and early college. Um, and then in my undergrad, I was on a spoken word team. I was on a collegiate uh, spoken word team. We we traveled regionally and nationally to perform poems. <laughs> and, and, that, and that was a great time. And I was studying social work in English at the time because I wanted to I wanted to continue writing, but I also wanted to work with people after graduating. Um, and then right after graduation, I moved to Maine to get my 
master's in social work with a certificate in applied arts and social justice. So still wanting to maintain the art focus. Um, but also like, I remember studying at the time thinking like, okay, so that means I'm going to work for an art-based nonprofit. That is not what happened. Um, <laughs> what, what ended up happening, I worked a lot more in consent education and theater. Um, and, uh, and then I started working for the main transgender network in May of 2020. So I didn't meet my coworkers in person until like November of 2020. Oh, um, it was, yeah. it was a, it was a time. Um, and in June of 2020, um, I had signed up for a low residency MFA originally thinking because I saw the word residency, I'm like, oh, this is a cute week-long thing with amazing poets. I'll sign up for it. And then I get get accepted and I'm talking to uh, the MFA uh, co-director, uh, Gary Dopp. And he's like, yeah, so this two-year program. And my brain is like, <laughs> two years, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? If I don't like it, I can leave. If I don't like it, I can leave. Uh, and then I ended up loving it. And it gave me a better framework when it came to writing poetry and helped me generate a lot of the work for my first two books and I love hearing the question from folks going like oh these books are uh, were these your thesis and I'm like nope I wrote so much <laughs> the thesis is a completely different thing and then maybe we'll we'll see it out in the world at some point but yeah so right now we we have the get these books yeah, don't you love when the universe is already has already planned for you and you're like, just 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 two months, two years or whatever, I'm good. If I could just get through it, maybe I don't like it. I just do a couple like a weeks or so and then I'm good. And you just get stuck <laughs> in it because it's like you have to see it through. Something is pulling at you to actually get through and try to see if you can finish it. So okay, help me out. I, with yeah, this I actually really, yeah, I really enjoyed my time. Oh, oh sorry. I was, no, 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 I was go just ahead, saying go ahead. tell us more. Oh yeah, I was just saying that like, yeah, I really enjoyed my time during my during my MFA. I loved all four of the mentors that I've had for each semester. Um, so so I'm really happy that I liked it enough to stick around. I loved it enough to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. When you follow your when you find your passion, you're like, okay, I nailed it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep moving through <laughs> here, right? Um, okay, so poet laureate, right? Am I saying it right? Yes. Okay, okay. Seventh. Okay, walk walk us through for us people that just need to write one poem today. Okay, walk us through what your world is like. What does this mean? How do you get this title? You know, you told us a little bit about why you're in Portland, Maine, or how that all happened. But you know, tell us a little bit about like what your day to day is like. Whatever you feel like sharing, we're just curious and want to know. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh goodness. So I received an email from the previous poet laureate of Portland, Maine, Linda Aldridge, and she said, congratulations, you've been nominated by community members for this position. Uh, please email us a set of poems and what you want to do with this position. And usually that involves like what type of poetry related programming do you want to do with the Portland Public Library within the within the city? Um, and I had named wanting to do a six month workshop series with with a lot of good friends of mine uh, that picked a certain topic across the intersection with poetry. Um, and then this year I'm finishing up working on creating a database for Maine-based transgender artists. And then my final year, I do a suicide awareness um, open mic hub um, slash resource hub uh, with the organization called Tender Table Maine. Um, they do a lot of great or organizing and events for people of color in Maine. And so then, so then I listed all of that and then one or two weeks later, um, I get an email going like, congratulations, you're the top three finalists. We have follow-up questions for you. <laughs> um, I answered the follow-up questions. 
uh, one one of the follow up questions I still I still rant about years later um, uh, because I'm because because I'm there is a lot of firsts um, and uh, when it came when it came to their decision to their decision to select me so like one of right. their questions was like how will you reach the broader community and oh, I no I, yeah right um <laughs> and. <laughs> And and I'm like, well, in order to do that, I need to continue working with the communities that I'm a part of that have been left out of things like this. Um, uh, like, yeah, it was the I was 25 at the time when I was selected. Um, first black person, first non-binary person. A lot, a lot of firsts. It's ridiculous. Um, Congratulations! Then, you don't want to let that slip. There you go. Thank you so much. Um, and then finally getting an email that says, "Congratulations, you are the poet laureate of Portland, Maine, until 2024." Go ham. <laughs> Did it really say go ham? Because I love that. No. Oh, okay. Man, I was going to say, oh, that would be good. To have that letter, like hold the letter up says go ham. I'm just very Man. good at paraphrasing. <laughs> see, see, you see, I like how you just slipped those words in. And it's so believable that I just had to go with it. I was like, I'm, I'm totally buying. That's what it says. Okay, cool. All right. Anyway, before I get carried away. Okay, so one of the things you mentioned that I love, and I actually loved as I was going through reading um, Refuse the Second Day. Oh, actually, you know, before I talk about what I loved about reading it, can we talk about the cover? Because I feel like that's yeah. what really pulls people in first, yeah. right? It's, yes. it's first of all, whoever, I'm going to let you do the whole description because I know it's going to sound a lot better than me. But whoever's on the beginning of this cover has this power stance, this amazing attitude that I just want to know. And it's in black and white. Like you don't get covers like that anymore. So please explain this to us. Yes. I've, I've wanted this photo to be my cover from the very beginning. It is a photograph of my mother at a church Aww. fashion show in the 90s. Um, and it's one of my favorite photos of hers. And it brings me a lot of joy. And I feel like it fit the title perfectly too. And like, ah, I love the cover so much. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, you guys. If you haven't already, wait a minute, is it out right now? Because I was about to say, if you haven't already it got is, your copy. It is, it is, okay, it is. okay, yes, okay. All right, tell them, since I already beat you to it, because I was going to say this for them. We're just jumping around, you guys, because I'm so excited to talk about this. But Maya, just tell them like where they can find it, because you guys need to go check out this cover. Like if you can pause us, look at the cover, come back, do that, all that good stuff. But just tell us where, tell them where they can download it, find it, all that good stuff, buy it. Yes, you can buy it via Harbor Editions. That is the publisher that has published Refuse a Second Date. Uh, you can also go to my website, mayawilliamspoet.com, and you'll see uh, both, both of my books on there. Cool. Nice. Okay. So you guys go do that. Right. If you got to pause it for a little bit, do that, then come back because I definitely want to talk about, I'm not going to give you all of it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. So I'm going to talk about some of the key things that I thought were really cool. Like when you keep bringing up, you know, mental health, going to a therapist, this is hard. You know, when you're talking about the black community, you know, non-binary, just, it just makes it hard sometimes to find somebody to talk to, but you keep hearing, oh, well, you need to do that. Right. You need to go find that therapist. Mm -hmm. You need to go find that person that you need to talk to. But I like how you weave it very nicely within these poems where it's like, oh, go talk to somebody. Or wait a minute, she feels the same thing I felt when I went on this date that I was like, why did I even go out here? You know, like things you're learning about your personality <laughs> where you're like, okay, I needed to talk to somebody about this. I needed to discover this about my personality. Why is that important for you? 
Yeah, it's really important for me because I know how much release is important and writing is great and can be therapeutic, but I want to I want to emphasize that it is not therapy. Therapy is therapy. Um, right. And the and for the role of therapy, making sure that that's a space for you to be honest and make and making sure for myself that was a space for me to be honest when it came to when it came to how non nonlinear my my love life was at at the time how nonlinear oh. my relationship um with my family was at the time like making making sure I have that space to be as honest as possible even if there's a lot of pushback as far as like hey what do you, what do you mean therapy don't tell me about therapy or like well or or it's like okay well don't tell people you're in therapy you don't want to lose any opportunities and even uh and it's and it's so weird because like talking about therapy for like years and years now have have been the reason why i get invited to things like this or or like when i reach <laughs> out people say yes you may you may join us thank you for reaching out <laughs> <laughs> yeah just give it because people I- know about you but it just feels different after the pandemic a little bit where people are sharing more we can still do more right but it just feels like people have tried to find these pockets these spaces where they want to share more they want to go out and find something like refuse a second date where there's where they're reading just something that's a very little short blurb or whatever a couple sentences like oh okay well somebody feels like that I'm not the only person that's going through that right now you know the other person that feels like maybe my parents don't understand me and you know, all this stuff is going on at one time. Um, and I also want to point out too, I think it's fantastic that you put these lists of resources, you know, for domestic oh, violence, you. suicide prevention. So I think that's so important because sometimes people are like, go get help, go get help. Go. Well, where? You know, once mm-hmm. you finish it, where do you go? Who can you talk to after you're giving me this advice? Yeah. And like, it also like, there are some poems in there that are that are hard and I wanted to be sure that folks had an outlet to turn to like so that they didn't feel like they needed to like sit through poems they're not ready to read yet by any means and yeah wanting to make sure that a page of resources was available was there any I'm going to change it up here for everybody a little bit was there any kind of date (laughs) story you were like oh my gosh I should not have put that poem in there like anything that you went back and thought of because I'm going to tell you right now bad first date um at the Babylon restaurant was my favorite because it oh. reminded me, it took me back to like, oh, you know, we're not back to, cause that's what we're doing right now. This is what our generation is put into, but online dating, app dating, being on your app, trying to find somebody. You're like, okay, first of all, your pitch ain't matching up and it's just da, 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 da. Like things are just going all the way out where you're just like, yeah, I can see this yeah. being a second date. This is not going mm-hmm. well at all. Like this is how it's going. But I like that you're open to share that you know, talking about like the food and how you're paying for stuff, you know, all kind of stuff that everybody's <laughs> thinking about to have that in there. Why? So was there anything, was there a moment for you where you're like, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't share this. Maybe it's too much, even though it's in a poem format, it's still you sharing part of yourself with us. Sure. I'm, I'm really proud of the B- Babylon res- restaurant uh, first, first date poems. Uh, it, unfortunately, that restaurant is no longer there in Portland that makes me very sad uh that was the (laughs) one that was the one good takeaway out of the shortest date I've ever been on in my life that restaurant (laughs) and now it's gone uh but the the poem that I look back on is whenever I uh, whenever I look back at it um the the one that makes me go oh why did I put this in here uh is the is the first date poem about about the person who wanted kids even though I did not want kids I look back at that yeah I look back at that one sometimes that I'm like why is that in there and then it's like (laughs) and then then I have to remind myself going like because it needs to be in there 
yeah. these are real conversations. And also, it's the uh, it's the only set of first date poems where it's like it was no one's fault as to why a second date did not happen. Whereas with every with all the other ones, I'm like, it is clear that this person effed up. Um, and right, yeah. Well, and it's but it's and it's also too going to inspire that conversation, right? Because I feel like that's one of the hardest things that you have to bring up, whether it gets brought up or not. But it's one of those those tough date questions, right? You want to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? You know, how do you address it? Everybody else is thinking the same thing. Or are we actually going to talk about it? You know, all those different things that kind of exactly. come up that kind of ex- that kind of spur that on. So yeah, love that you guys definitely have. Even if you're just wanting to vent about how bad your date went, you want to pick up this collection of poems. I'm telling you right now, it's so <laughs> hilarious how you go through and it's just like okay so she might have known like was she peeping over when I was on this one day like what is going on <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a lot it's just a lot of fun that means you know, a lot. So, thank you yeah just to like be able to connect with somebody like that you have no idea complete stranger but you, hey it's in this collection of poems that you're going to be able to relate to I'm telling you right now to check out uh, okay I want to switch it up a little bit to another one that was my favorite because I am definitely a tv nerd you know one of the things with black girl nerds so you talk about, okay, guys, this is the title of this, right? And it's like, you already know my question when I spit this one out. But it says, you mean to tell me Marge Simpson and her kids aren't Black? So I read this and lost it. I was completely laughing yes! for at least 15, 30 minutes thinking about this without even reading it. Like the thing, like it's not even this long, but I'm sitting over here freaking out, laughing hilarious, barely getting through it because I had never thought about this. Please tell us when the, the day you were watching The Simpsons, if you're watching a rerun, whatever, and you were like, I need to put this in here. Because I was, because uh, I've been told to watch The Simpsons for a very long time and I just haven't gotten around to it. And then I finally got to it. And in the first season, Marge wears a silk bonnet to bed. And the second season she does it, I'm like, excuse me? um and that so that's what spurred it at first and then and then it just kept going as far as like and here's this aspect and there's this aspect of blackness that resonates with me are you kidding me and <laughs> so fun it's so fun I didn't even think about just what I'm talking about just the wheels are turning and you're like now I gotta go back and watch this I gotta go watch the bonnet episode I gotta think about the dialogue <laughs> I gotta watch the different characters now like all of this stuff is just you know, spinning around and and I just have so many questions, but it was fantastic. I I just love that Thank one. You. Do you have um to say on this tip though, because you have a lot of cool fun yeah. stories about going to the movies, watching things on TV. You know, I would be the person that's gonna relate to somebody because they take me to the movies and I'm like, oh, I love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things to do. But but I but you know, off that tip, off of dates of like be careful when you take people to movies, guys. Watch out, you know what I mean? Anyway, sure. Um, what is what what is like your go-to? I don't know if you have one now, but like your go-to show, maybe back in the day, something that really inspired you. I saw one that you like, I don't want to give away all the nuggets to the books, to the book, like sure. to the poems and everything. But I saw another one that really hit a nerve with me, but I'm going to leave that alone and see if people can really find it out and, and discuss it and everything. But what for you is like a go-to TV show, movie or something like that, like back in the day that really was like, I guess inspirational or just one that you can't get away yeah. from that's still stuck in your head? I, I, my go-to movies uh, that I, that I, that I've had a tendency to watch over and over again uh, for a sense of comfort and like a good space to just cry um, have been Dead Poet Society and The Prince of Egypt. Those are, those are my, those are my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you just say, I was like, what if she says that? I was like, I should just went out and said it, but I want people to figure out because it's really good when you bring it up. I want people to be able to see it and, um, and discuss it. <laughs> I feel like it's good water cooler conversation. So you guys go out and download your copy, buy your copy and, and figure out what we're talking about here. So the census is one of them. There's one other one in there that everybody's going to recognize. So go check it out and read it and, and talk about it with your friends because I was dying. It was so funny. But um, so anyway, <laughs> But yeah, so, um, but yeah, those are definitely ones that I like back in the day would, you know, would definitely check out and, and want to get into. But yeah, I had to touch on that because I was like, I love that she's completely being a movie nerd amongst this talking about romance and dating. Thank you. Ah, thank you. I'm so happy that you see that in, in the collection. I really wanted that to stand out. Yeah, thank that's you. cool. It's going to resonate with us movie nerds out here. So we appreciate it. Um, By the way, you guys, the one we're talking about kids, there's six reasons I don't want kids is the one, Um, it's one of them. I think there's like a, it's cool how you kind of sprinkle it along. Um, You know, when thank you kind of talk about that fact of like wanting to have kids, what you want out your life, what you want out of a relationship. Um, so I thought too, though, about six reasons why I don't want children. One thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was so important for the time we're in and so, um, just subtle and very gently placed, I feel by you was talking about like, uh, um, you know, with the abortion bans, the conversation of infertility, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And just the way you put it in is very, I have to say very smooth, very well done Thank because you. it's not one of those things where it's like shoving it down your throat. Right. Cause we're hearing it a lot. You know, not fair to tell women what to do with their bodies. Absolutely not. But mm -hmm. so I love the way you kind of break this down and talk about that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, writing that one and kind of your your mind frame and and did it take you a long time to kind of figure out exactly how you wanted to places with like we know we we know you the um you the bomb right now, Maine. But did it take <laughs> you a little bit of time to kind of place your wording and get your stuff written out right? <laughs> that's that's such a good question. The this uh the six reasons why I don't want kids poem uh yeah. it was originally like a much longer poem I wrote in college and tried to test it out in the slam scene and it was a lot more unforgiving at the time um so it's really nice that over time especially when working on this collection wanting uh wanting to be sure to to be to be more graceful not in a way that censors myself by any means but at the same right. time like wanting uh wanting to point out like this is my experience i am using i'm using i i statements here um right. and and writing the and and also it was a it was a great conversation with uh with one of my friends who have uh who have who have helped me edit some of the pieces um there uh cuz there's the lineage poem that talks about like the generational reasons for for why i don't want kids and then and then she was like, can you tell me more about the kids? Um, and I'm like, oh, and and then yeah, bringing that old piece back and editing it to the six reasons why I don't want kids and then talking and then the most recent uh, out of the out of the first state impression poems uh, being being the one about about the the guy wanting kids and me not wanting kids. Yeah, I, I love that. You guys, there's so many good nuggets. This book, I'm trying to tell you, is so many cool little good nuggets. Um, before we get off this, um, because I need to, because I wanna I wanna spoil stuff and I wanna talk about stuff, and we need to do it after the recording because I want people to go, you know, <laughs> check this out, you know, do their thing. I don't want to spoil it for everybody because it's gonna be you guys, maybe like if it's it's a, if it's even like you know, 41 pages, it's so like I'm telling you, if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I don't want to read, it's so just you know, it's very fly, quick. The rhythm is really cool. 
how you're going to go through and skate through each one. Even the titles pull you in because you're like, okay, well, I, now I got to read this. Like, what is it about? You know what I mean? So it's very cool, light read. So you guys definitely check it out. You know, sit and get your little coffee, put your pinky up, you know, go into the <laughs> coffee shop and chill and watch it. And then, you know, or watch it, read it. Okay, so. Listen, it's like know, a movie. I love it. <laughs> right. It's like a movie, right? It's like a movie. Um, So as a, I want to know, as a poet, you've done so many cool things, so many wonderful things, you know, being a poet. You know, I love how you bring that side of being a social worker, that mental um, aspect into it, to where you smoothly put it in. What has been like the biggest gift for you, though, as a poet? And, you know, what is, I guess, maybe your biggest lesson or what do you kind of want to leave everybody with? you know, like final thoughts wise, you know, even if it was like something you learned finishing this project. Yeah. The biggest gift. I love, I love the use of the word gift here. The biggest gift when it's come to, when it's come to being a poet has been witnessing how other people will resonate with your words. Um, and like, cause it's such a nice reminder around around like the more specific we are in our words the more people will resonate this idea that we need to be vague or try to reach a broader audience is not fair and it's especially not fair to uh to black writers especially um so getting the opportunity and getting the gift to to speak with different people who are able to resonate with it by sharing their own first date stories or sharing their own instances with their mental health um I have I have one friend who tells me all the time that the um that the contradictions of of my mother poems move her every single time because of her own relationship with her mom and how much she respects her mom and 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 also and also wanting more space to hold the nuances for our parents just being human um and it's just, it just feels it just feels so good to hear to hear people say me too me too like and, and even speaking with you tonight, like you going, me too, me too. Are you looking at all my Oh, wow. I can... Yeah, and you guys, I wish you guys could see her face light up when she talks about this. You can tell she put all the blood, sweat, tears, um, you know, into this. You know, um, I want to be able to sure to say they as well and them. I want to make sure I'm using all the right pronouns as well. It's Thank you the so same much. Too. But um, yes, you guys, Maya put everything into this collection. I want you guys to go check it out. Again, refuse a second date. You guys, you can go get it right now. Go check it out. Go download it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys, and let her know. You know, send her lots of comments and everything. She's got a fly website. Let her know what she what you're thinking, what's going down, what's happening. Um, Maya Williamspoet.com. So, you know, let her know, send her messages, let her know that we love this. So she keeps going. It's her second one. So you guys go figure out what the first one is and listen to that and and, and all the good stuff on that one. Um, but yeah, Maya, this has just been a blast. I love that you brought us into this poet world. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. This was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, and before we completely sign off, I love to give people this opportunity. What are you doing next? Do you know what you're doing next? Are you taking a little break? Ooh, I I am actual I am actually on a on a book tour right now, um. Ooh. So yeah, and uh, I have I have stops and I'm finishing up some readings in Portland, but I'll be in Minneapolis in November as well as Greenville, North Carolina, in November, and Portland, Oregon, in December. Um, so please come say hi if you happen to be in that area. I would love to see you. And there's more information, um, on my social media website. What have you? Are you are you Maya Williams on social media? All the social media platforms. Oh, on Twitter and Instagram, I am mdub16. Um, okay. And then and then my website is mayawilliamspoet.com. 
Hey, there you guys go. Go say hi to you guys. Say hi to her, um, them. And you know what, you guys, just, you know what, I'm telling you, just take a minute and read something good today that's going to make you feel good, going to make you feel loved, going to give you some inspiration. You know, just you got to like, got a couple minutes. Just go ahead and check one out. Maya, thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.